I never would have imagined that starting the Confidence Through Conference initiative would bring me so much happiness, so much fulfillment. And every day that I work on that, every day that I receive a message from someone um, that is able to you know, receive a complimentary ticket or a discounted ticket that they can apply to a conference or an event, that lights me up in ways that I just cannot put words to. You're listening to Filtered Perceptions, a podcast that unravels our complicated perceptions about success and achievement by sharing unfiltered stories of growth and grace. My name is Siobhan John, and join me as I go behind the scenes of the social media highlight reels of creatives, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share honest and relatable truths about self-care, resilience, and creating a life that feels great for you instead of one that looks great to others. Let's start the show. Create what you wish existed. That's exactly what my guest Janelle McFarland did when she launched a platform that married her passion for personal branding and style. Today, that platform is known as Do Well, Dress Well. And although it originally began as a creative passion project, today it reaches thousands of women worldwide, inspired the creation of a social enterprise that provides professional development opportunities and access. And for a brief period, it was Chanel's full-time focus. Now, at the time of recording this episode, Chanel was about over six months into her journey as a full-time entrepreneur. We met over the summer and we talked about her experience. And more importantly, we talked about her path to the woman that she is today and what it actually means to live with authenticity. One of the things that really inspires me about Chanel and her journey is how open she is about her mission to be of service. And in other words, about how you can do well by doing good. A big lesson that will emerge from today's conversation is that the struggle that you might be experiencing or feeling today is actually developing the strength that you need for tomorrow. Now, although Chanel is no longer a full-time entrepreneur focusing on do well, dress well, it is still very much a big part of her life. In fact, the core values of being of service, doing well, living with authenticity, is a mission and practice that she encourages in others. So in today's conversation, we'll discuss how leading and living with authenticity is the true gateway to success and why it's time for us to rethink our perceptions about failure and hustle and why the secret to doing well is actually found in doing good. So let's begin our conversation with Chanel as she shares the origin story of Do Well, Dress Well and the moments that have contributed to the woman that she is today. Hi, Chanel, and welcome to the Filter Perceptions podcast. How are you? I am good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So I am really looking forward to talking to you about all of the amazing things that you're doing in this world um, and to 
hopefully unravel a couple of perceptions that people might have about success and full-time entrepreneurship and, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of have some like real chat about like what the experience uh, is, you know, the good and as well as kind of the things that we don't always see from behind the scenes. So for folks who are like new to you, um, you're the founder and editor-in-chief of Do Well, Dress Well, um, Mm -hmm. which is a professional development platform. I I won't talk too much about it because this is your baby. I want you to talk but um before like this is something that you now do full-time in addition to a couple other things but yes now it's your full-time venture but it started off as a creative passion project so um what was the inspiration behind the creation of do well dress well and like if you can share a little bit about like what that is and yeah well if we really want to go like all the way back so the name Do All Dress Well actually came to me when I was walking home from an internship several years ago. And I remember like walking home and the words just hit me and I had no idea what it meant, but I wrote it down, thankfully, Mm. and it stuck with me. And about a year, year and a half later, I started to think about launching a blog as I felt the need to create this platform that I wish existed when I was in school. And, you know, with topics like personal branding and networking being so important to succeeding in today's society, I just felt like there was this need for an authentic site where you could learn about personal branding and style. So really, Dual Dress Well was about that intersection between personal branding and style. And of course, I just wanted to be able to share outfits. So I think for me, (laughs) for me growing up, like I remember I was always really interested in clothing and fashion. And at one point, I really wanted to go to school for it. But of course, my parents weren't too impressed with that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I sort of put it on the back burner and dual dress well was a way for me to sort of, I guess, reignite that passion for style. Um, and then, of course, at the time uh, when I was thinking about launching dual dress well, I just really needed a creative outlet. Like I felt like I was just going home, going to work, going home. And I wanted something that was mine. Um, but for the longest time, I was terrified, like really, really scared of putting something into the world and, you know, just knowing whether I'd be consistent or not. So between, even to just go back a little bit further, um, now that I think of it, like the years between 2013 and 2015, those were, that was actually probably the hardest sort of time frame of my life. And so I graduated and from a communications program from university and started a new program And then maybe a few months after that, I actually lost my great grandmother, who I was extremely close to. And that really hit me really hard. And so a few months after that, I managed to graduate from my postgraduate program and then had to look for a job. And I got one. And a few months later, my contract ended Mm -hmm. and I was unemployed for a few months. And that was a huge blow to my confidence. And maybe a few months later, thankfully, I started another contract uh, with a school board. I was still doing communications and I enjoyed what I was doing. But of course, that contract ended too. And so there was always that sort of idea in my mind of, okay, maybe I should start something Mm -hmm. um, where I could talk authentically about what it's like to be working and going through all these different experiences. Um, And so two months later, I bought the Dual Dress Well domain. So that was December 2014, but I still sat on it. (laughs) I was still really nervous about starting. I wasn't sure if I could be committed. And then the following year, I was glad I actually waited because 2015 was the year I got engaged. I started another contract um, and that went really well. I was super happy about it. 
Um, and then I found out my grandfather has stage four cancer and I'm like, Oh great. Like every time I want to start this platform, something keeps happening. And he ended up passing away two weeks before my wedding. And of course that really affected me. So I really had to take time to focus on my mental health and my well being before I could start this platform, because it was really important for me to be in a good headspace and also know that I could be consistent with it. So 2016 really felt like my fresh beginning. Like I officially changed my last name to my husband's. Things felt like they're really looking up. And so that's when I launched Dual Dress Well because I said, you know what, like I just went through all these different things personally and professionally. And I want to start this platform that's centered in authenticity that I'll be able to connect with other women. And the rest is history. <laughs> wow, that's an amazing story. Like, yeah, I, it's I, I love having these conversations, especially because you get to go way back. Because, like, just from looking at it now, you would never know that there were so many different um, kind of curves in the pathway. Exactly. To, like, that, to honestly, get... like saying that too—that was the first time I've ever said that story out loud. So for me, it felt amazing. a little bit weird to even talk about that. But I'm realizing now, all of those things, as hard as they were, they yeah. really into who I am right now and especially going through entrepreneurship which is tough (laughs) it is not a walk in the park I think having those experiences have really prepared me and have strengthened me and so it really takes a lot to break me because I'm like you know what like I went through so many different things that Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to really break me down exactly and exactly what you said about what was powerful about sometimes we we might think it's a setback. So for instance, you bought the domain and you didn't use it for, you know, two years later, but like sometimes we get down on ourselves thinking like, oh, why am I not doing it? But like that, all those different moments that you talked about were really preparing you for the time when you did launch it. So now that you've built sort of this, you know, the Mm -hmm. strong resilience to know that you were entering and creating this platform with authenticity and the strength to know that you were going to be able to share your story uh, in a way that would resonate. So that's yeah, amazing. Exactly. So at one, <laughs> it's so fantastic. And thank you for sharing uh, the story. As yeah, well. no worries. I guess I feel comfortable enough to do that. So that's awesome. And I think even saying that, I feel like, oh, okay, like I took that off my chest. Like I've been, yes. I guess I haven't shared that with so many people. So it's nice to be able to do that. Amazing. So at what point did you realize that um, Do Well, Dress Well was more than just uh, a blog for you mm-hmm. and a creative passion project and that it could potentially be uh, what it is now, like a community and a business. Yeah. Uh, so I guess when I, of course, when I started it, the plan was for it just to be a blog. Like mm-hmm. I never expected that I'd be leaving my nine to five, that I'd be an entrepreneur. That was not part of the plan. I just thought that I would write articles, take outfit photos. Um, but then I started to get requests for consulting. So people started asking me to help them with their LinkedIn and help them with styling and things like that. And it made sense, like the name do well, dress well, you'd think that's something I would offer, but I had just never thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so So I ran with that for a while, but I realized it just wasn't my thing, but also it was really hard for me to manage while uh, working a nine to five. So right away, I'm like, you know what, like, even though, yes, it's something I can do. And yes, I'm able to connect with more people, but I just don't think it's something I want to do fully. So I stopped doing that. But I think through that experiences, the wheels really began to turn in my head in terms of entrepreneurship as an option for me. Because uh, again, prior to that, I had never thought about it. I wasn't raised hearing about entrepreneurs. I wasn't, you know, my parents aren't entrepreneurs at all. And I just didn't think it was an option for me. Um, and so maybe about a year, probably yeah, about a year into Do All Dress Well and really running it and doing the articles and things like that, something just fell off. 
And I found myself really unhappy with Dual Dress Well, which was weird because in the beginning I was so happy with it. Um, but I just felt like there was no greater meaning to what I was doing. Like, yes, I was writing these articles and sure, I'd hear from people saying how much it helped them, but something just wasn't there that I, I was missing. Um, and so I found myself like dreading taking photos because a big part of what I did in the beginning with Dual Dress Well is that I take all these outfit photos, but I was also questioning why I was taking these photos. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was spending all this money and effort on outfit photos, but for what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is in no way for me to like not like yeah. fashion bloggers or style bloggers in any way. Like, you know what, everybody has the things that they enjoy doing. But for me, it just didn't fit with me anymore. And I just wanted to make more of an impact. And so I took some time to really figure out what I wanted to do, what sort of that next direction would be. And I went to the Girl Boss Rally uh, in New York City. So that was in November of 2016. um, And or November of 2017, I believe it was. And so to get uh, re-inspired, I decided to share my experience online. And that changed the game <laughs> in terms of like so many, so many women reached out to me just saying how much they enjoyed it. My site traffic hit numbers I never imagined, like even the girl boss team read my review and it was just all really crazy. And I just, you know, I went to that conference just to try and find myself and get re-inspired and figure out what direction I wanted to take dual dress well. And once I came back from that conference, I decided that I would really pivot dual dress well to become this authentic career focused platform that covers personal branding, networking, professional development style, but in a way that other sites don't do it right now. Um, And plus, we don't really have any career sites in Canada. And so I felt as though there was that gap, I'd be able to fill it. Um, And so yeah, I just got to work on just really making that pivot. But what really stood out to me the most out of that whole sort of conference experience was the number of women that reached out to me afterwards saying, oh, they loved being able to read and watch the videos about my experience at the Girl Boss Rally, um, but it's something that they don't think they'd ever be able to afford. That's what really bugged me. And that's when I realized that I really had this opportunity to not only create a community and not only create all these great online articles, but really just empower other women and provide other women with opportunities to pursue professional development. And so along the same time that I was transitioning the content on Do All Dress Well and I stopped completely doing outfit photos, I launched the Confidence Through Conferences initiative, and that's to get more women into conferences and networking events by minimizing that financial barrier. So all of that came out of that conference experience, me just saying, you know what, let me take the time to reflect, figure out which direction I want to go into. And now, like since launching that initiative, you know, we've had over 16 recipients saving over $3,500 collectively. And that's by me just giving complimentary tickets when I can, giving discount um, discounts to tickets when I can. Um, and so it's been it's been exciting to see that pivot and that change. And I'm glad that I really paid attention to that feeling that I had that something wasn't there because now it's like, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is what Dual Dress Well is meant to be providing women with. Um, and it just makes me really excited. And I feel like now everything's all aligned. That is an amazing um, realization that you had and it's super Mm -hmm. powerful especially that you took the time to pause and really lean into um, 
when that moment when you realize that things were just not feeling they're feeling off for you for yeah as well because yeah. like, what you could have done is just been like ignore it and be like you know what well this is kind of working people are sort of responding I'll just keep I'll just keep pushing through because sometimes we're you're sort of fed the narrative of like you know you got to keep working hard at you it gotta, and like exactly. you just gotta kind of just stick to it and there's something to be said of just listening to your uh, your intuition and and also remembering the importance of alignment is what you said mm-hmm. of like ensuring that what you're creating is truly in alignment with the deeper vision um, and the why and it's beyond just getting the likes and and what you're doing now is really impacting people in a very powerful way um, you know and also bigger from what you originally started like I'm sure that when you started mm-hmm. do all dress well you never thought it would become yeah. what it is and it's so important to be open not Absolutely, absolutely. And even now, like I do so much speaking. And again, that's something I never thought I'd be doing. And, you know, I had a moment in June where all just sort of clicked. And I'm like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And I was speaking at a charity tea party and I was giving the keynote. And I was giving a keynote on me and my journey with Dual Dress Well and my own self esteem and confidence and how everything has just started to come together for me. And that was the first time I got a standing ovation. Mm. Um, but really, it was in that moment of like coming down off off the stage and just speaking to people in the audience um, and hearing that feedback that I was like whoa like my words and my story has the opportunity to impact people like this like it was just such a surreal moment for me Um, and then even afterwards there was like these two little young girls that came up to me and they were like oh good job speaking and I just like I tried to hold it in when I was there (laughs) but as soon as I left I lost it because I was like wow imagine I didn't take the time to really get realigned with myself. Yeah. Like look at how I'm impacting girls as young as like five years old. And so, yeah, it was in that moment where I said, you know what, like this is what I'm meant to be doing. I am so glad I paid attention to myself um, because really finding, finding what I'm aligned with and just finding the authenticity in my work has been everything for me. That's very powerful. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't start. <laughs> imagine. Exactly. If, yeah. If you didn't exactly. use your voice. So it's it's great to see that now that you have this this true alignment and because you made the decision and you were took the courageous step of being visible because that's also very hard too of like being willing to put yourself out there um it's led to some you know big changes for yourself of now being full-time a full-time entrepreneur with uh your speaking and do well dress well and consulting so Mm -hmm. what has that transition now been like for you I think you're is it coming up to a year now is it yeah so November will make a year which is terrifying to think about (laughs) um honestly like I've written I've been very transparent Mm -hmm. about my experience with entrepreneurship and don't get me wrong it is a lot of fun but it has been extremely extremely challenging for me personally and professionally and if we're being honest like there's some days where I'm like I do not think I could do this like there's days where I have indeed open I'm like you know what I'm just gonna start looking for some jobs (laughs) this is it I can't do it it has been the most trying thing I have ever done in my entire life. <laughs> and I think, I mean, from the very beginning, I told myself and I told everyone when I was sort of sharing that I'd be leaving my job and becoming this full-time entrepreneur, I to- I said that I would be very transparent with my experiences. And I, I think I've done that um, because I think it's 
we're especially now in a society where we're really glorifying entrepreneurship and all we see online is like the cute coffee shops and the yeah. flat lays and traveling and, you know, doing all this stuff. And like, I still have yet to, you know, live that entrepreneurship life that we see on Instagram. Like <laughs> it is not that glamorous, trust me. Um, but yeah, the transition has been really interesting. A lot of ups and downs. It does get better each day, I think. <laughs> But I think the first sort of few months where I did leave my job, that was that was really, really hard. And, you know, I talked about this, but, you know, I've had I've dealt with insomnia, especially when I first left and just all these negative thoughts. Like even though when I first sort of left my job and um, my first few days at home, I was feeling so excited. But when the reality hits you and you don't have that regular direct deposit coming in your bank account, that's that's when you know you really you really have to pay attention to yourself and your mental health and what you're doing because that really could have that really could have broken me like those first two months could have broken me if I really didn't pay attention to that and speak to people and get the support that I needed um, because it really it was such a new scenario for me and I think personally my body just like goes into shock <laughs> when I'm in a new scenario and so. I remember like my first few weeks, like just not being able to sleep at all. I'd stay up all night, all morning, just not sleep and just trying to figure out how I'm going to make this work. Um, I don't want to have to go back to work. What's going to happen if like this doesn't work out and all these crazy negative thoughts. Um, But since then, I think I've gotten better at managing that, managing that fear um, and really just embracing the journey. And embracing the process. And I think for a lot of us, we want to just see the end destination, but it's the process and seeing how much you're growing through that is what makes it worthwhile for me. And so I guess if you want to talk about some of the major, the major things that I've learned about in this process, um, you know, the one of the biggest things I think I've learned over the last few months is really about people. So yes, I've learned a lot about myself. I learned how much I can handle. I learned, um, you know, my own working style and things like that. But people in terms of managing expectations, managing working styles, because even when you're working for yourself, you still have to deal with people, right? Mm-hmm. And so that has been an interesting thing for me to navigate because I think the thing is when you choose to to step into your light, which is what I believe I've done. I was pretty much a really shy, um, not really, I guess, in the, um, how do I word that? But I guess I would say that I was a lot more reserved Mm -hmm. before. And I never could have imagined doing anything like dual dress well and speaking and things like that and making myself visible. That's the word I was looking for. Um, And so, yes, when you choose to step into your light, yes, you encourage other people to do the same, which is awesome. And you inspire people and you empower people with what you're doing. But what I've noticed is that you also attract what I would almost say or compare to flies. So similar to when you have a light and there's flies that are attracted around this light, there's people that just want to associate themselves with the light um, and they don't necessarily want to provide any value. And although, yes, I've had the opportunity to meet and collaborate with the most amazing people, but every day I'm dealing with this, these people that just want to take and not give. They want to take advantage of the things that I'm able to offer. And that's really been, I found that's really been a frustrating thing for me over the last few months in terms of navigating people's intentions 
navigating people's authenticity. And it's hard when you're trying to, you know, you lead with authenticity, you're trying to build this business with authenticity, but you're also navigating people that don't have those same intentions. So that's really been, I think, a big challenge for me. Um, And really just managing the unpredictability. Um, And although, yes, I think I'm getting better at navigating that, um, I think it never really goes away. And it's just how do you, what things do you put in place to get better at managing the unpredictability so that it doesn't scare you and, you know, make you want to run back to work, which to me in the beginning, I'm like, you know what, like, I don't know if I can do this, like the paychecks aren't steady enough. I don't know. Um, But I think once you get used to that, and you have certain processes in place to do that, um, it definitely gets easier. To, uh, to be able to manage it. Wow, that's really great. And um, it's glad that it's, it, I'm very grateful to folks like yourself who are transparent about the fact that it is challenging and that you are essentially learning a, a, an entire new work style and yeah. learning a lot about yourself in this, <laughs> in this process. As I, and as you said, about other people as well too, um, mm-hmm. in how you interact with them. So Given that, that, you know, this journey is one that is going to be changing for you every day, and I'm sure you're learning brand new lessons at every moment and every turn, Mm -hmm. like, how are you taking care of yourself right now? Like, especially, or even in the moments when you first um, transitioned into entrepreneurship, like maybe talking about like what you did then in those like first two months where things were very stressful and a little bit Mm -hmm. anxious to even now, um, like before we went online, we were talking about, you know, summer and how sometimes there's this perception of like, yes, kick back my feet. And, but that's (laughs) not, yeah, that's not really (laughs) the case when you are working for yourself. And so what is like, what does self-care and like taking care of yourself look like right now? You know, maybe when you first started and even now Mm -hmm. for a day to day. Yeah. So I guess thinking back to when I first left, so I left my job end of November and of course, December was the holiday time. And, you know, the first week I was sort of, you know, going to some meetings and getting things in place, but that's really when the insomnia and sort of the anxiety start to hit. So I realized, okay, I have two options. I could really just push through that and try to deal with it because I, I made myself feel guilty for wanting to almost take a break already. I'm like, I'm just out of work for a week and I'm already feeling anxious. Who am I to say that I deserve a break? Um, But I still did that. And so I was grateful that I left at that time because it was the Christmas time. And so I had a lot of family in town. And so I really took that time to just spend as much time with them. Because for me, spending time with family has always recharged me. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to yes, have my plan and you know go to a few meetings and get things in place but I'm not really going to get things started until the new year and I think really doing that has helped me immensely because I was able to spend time talking to my parents and my family just talking about the fear and the anxiety that I was feeling um, and really just get back in tune with myself and get a lot of rest (laughs) uh, get a lot of reading done and so I went into the new year 2018 just feeling so re-energized and feeling a lot better about myself Uh, so what I've learned now just comparing I guess what self-care looked like then to now. Um, I think my my mantra now and going forward is that I need to prioritize my peace. Mm-hmm. And so I like to think of myself surrounded by this bubble and anything that threatens to pop that bubble needs to go. 
<laughs> and it took a long time to be able to get to that point where I could say that because I admit that I made a lot of decisions where I let people and situations invade my space and prevent me from having my peace. But I've learned that if it costs me my peace, it is way, way too expensive. Amen. And so <laughs> for me, it's just making sure that as I put anything on my to-do list, that there's always things where I am prioritizing my self-care. And so that could be a date night with my husband. That could be a massage. That could me- mean me going to the bookstore and buying a bunch of books and just sitting outside and reading, whatever that looks like, that has to be my to-do list. And so for me, I absolutely, again, as I said, I I love reading books. Uh, So always making sure that I have books on my nightstand that I can turn to, to take that break. Um, I take a lot of naps. Like I am never going to be that person that will say, oh yeah, stay up all night. Like, no, I don't pull all nighters. I don't believe in it. I will sleep. (laughs) So that's that's my self-care for sure. Um, And I guess one thing that I've never really shared is that I'm actually really fascinated by planes. And so I will go and drive to the airport and watch planes to call me. And it's actually perfect because the spot that I go to is in a Wendy's parking lot. (laughs) And so when I'm when I'm feeling really stressed, I'll just go and like buy a spicy chicken sandwich, put my seat back and watch planes. But for me, that's self-care. And nobody has to really know about that until now. But that's how I relax. That's how I like just think about things. And like once I leave there, I feel so much better. So yeah, that's what my self-care routine looks like. I love that. It's it's <laughs> very unique and it's personal to you. And I love that yeah. it's not just um, what's on a Pinterest board. Because <laughs> I yeah. think that sometimes when we think about self-care, it's always things that have to look a certain way, like perfect morning routines. And sometimes it's like exactly what you said. If it's knowing the things that will not cost you your peace of mind, um, finding the things that will just bring you peace and calm. So I, I'm glad that you have um, things and have that self-awareness to know what works for you. So that's exactly. Yeah. Like we can all make a plan, but it has to be practical. Yeah. And I think that's where there's always that gap is, yeah, we'll spend all this time, you know, reading all these articles and Mm -hmm. subscribing to different self-care apps and doing all this planning, but is it actually practical? Are you actually doing anything? Yeah. And so I think that's where, you know, a lot of people could possibly do better. And I I think that I could also improve, like not to say I'm better than anybody else, Mm -hmm. but it's really about, yes, making the plan, but making sure it's practical too. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely in the doing every day, like whatever it is, no matter how big or small it is, it's like just having that consistency on a regular basis. Absolutely. Awesome. So want to talk a little bit about, I guess, sort of similar to self-care, but like mm-hmm. um, our thoughts about even success or maybe even your own thoughts about how success, definition of success might have changed since since you've started this journey. So is there mm-hmm. anything that maybe you once believed about success and hustle that you no longer believe to be true? Yeah, um, I would say that I I used to believe that it looked the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that, I really ran myself into the ground for the first two years, pretty much, of running Do All Dress Well. Because I thought that if I wasn't hustling by conventional terms, I was being lazy. Mm -hmm. And of course, we can probably thank certain influencers, (laughs) not going to name names, but we can probably thank certain influencers for that that are always like, hustle, 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 right? And so I think... 
since then, I've really redefined hustle for myself. And so for me, like one big thing that I've done is that I no longer uh, force myself to get out a certain amount of content each week on Dual Dress Well. I just can't. And I found that over the last two years, yes, I was able to do that, but it really was taking a toll on me. And I was nervous about making that decision and saying, you know what, I want to focus more on having just really high quality articles. So maybe that means only two or three articles a month on Duo Dressful, but they're going to be really, really good as opposed to really forcing myself to get like two or three out per week. And I was nervous about that. But funny enough, like since I decided to cut back and redefine my hustle, like the well, dress well site traffic has hit record highs and that's just me doing less work mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's really interesting so it's really about learning to work smarter and not harder so yeah the whole like you have to just hustle 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 all the time not necessarily you you define what you want hustle to look like for you um but I think that being said I also believe that I couldn't include failures into the sort of success hustle narrative but like let me tell you I've <laughs> I've never felt more at peace since sharing a lot of my authentic experiences. And I think that has been really reassuring for me because I always felt a little bit nervous about how deep I could go with that. Um, And I think for me, I really pushed myself or pushed my normal boundaries a few weeks ago when I shared that I had an event and no one showed up. And I was really really nervous about publishing that like I've always been open with my experiences but I've never really I guess gotten that deep Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I I remember like after that happened and I was driving home after this sort of failed event and really thinking about how I would talk about this I said well I could either one lie and say yeah the event was so great Or number two, I can just be really open, put it out there and whatever happens, happens. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do that. I, this is my journey. I'm redefining entrepreneurship and hustle for myself. I'm going to put it out there. And I still, I still continue to be so amazed by the response that I received from that. Um, the number of people that felt comfortable enough to then come to me with their own um, failed attempts at events or maybe other things that they had worked on and shared publicly that didn't actually work out. Um, and it really started an interesting conversation. And so for me, I've just never felt more comfortable now. I feel so at peace with myself. Um, and just now that I've been able to share all those authentic experiences, again, it's going back to alignment. I feel very much aligned with myself and what I feel comfortable with. I've always considered myself to be a very honest person. And so the fact that I'm now able to do that on Dual Dress Well, on social media, and people appreciate that, um, that's been really great. Because I think before, I didn't think that you could be this successful entrepreneur or successful hustler, and also be authentic and share those types of experiences at the same time. I love it. It's so powerful. And it, I think the success and the journey that you're on right now is just proof of the importance of leaning into authenticity and Mm -hmm. uh, the importance of just sharing your stories because a lot of times we feel like we're alone in going through things and all it takes is one person to just raise their hand and it just gives you that comfort of knowing that hey someone else who I think is doing so much better than me is actually experiencing the exact same thing so exactly exactly yeah it's it's (laughs) definitely so helpful and I think um, when you did share that post it was it was very powerful and I thought it was such a 
a great thing to do because as you said we don't tend to talk about our failures yeah. <laughs> no one really shares like it's it, there's still a lot of um I think we have our own personal shame and stigma that we put on place upon ourselves Absolutely. Uh, when it comes to failures I think it's a lot of it is very much self-imposed about what we think other people will think of us and and I think there's so much power I know even for myself like um, the importance of just like leaning into those failures and like celebrating your rejections because they they help build their resilience. They absolutely shape you into the person that you that you are today. And so yeah, when you go through it, it's hard. And don't get me wrong, like when I first went through that experience with experience, and you know I was sitting at that restaurant and like no one was showing up, like. I felt like a complete failure in that moment. Like in that moment, I honestly thought that I would go home and just like shut down all my social media accounts, shut down dual address. Well, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I, I can't do this. This is so embarrassing. I can't even have a small event. I, that's really what I was thinking in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I think we do. We put that pressure on ourselves and we think that people are going to think poorly of us, that people are going to think that we're not successful but I said, you know what, like, I'm, I'm glad I thankfully came to my senses. And I said, you know what, like, I'm going to put it out there. And whoever judges me, judges me. Yes. And there were some people that did. Like, there were some people like, oh, well, maybe you should have done this, or you should have done that. And you know, everybody's entitled to their opinions. It is mm. what it is. But I think for the most part, the response that I received was so encouraging. Yeah. And I'm glad that I, you know, didn't just go with my first instinct, which was to just like cancel everything, <laughs> shut it all down and hide under my covers the rest of my life. So <laughs> yes, well, we're very glad you didn't do that. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to switch gears into uh, a segment I like to call uh, Unfilter Chat, um, which is like a little mini lightning round of a couple questions uh, about yourself and uh, just to get to know you a little deeper. Okay, so the first question is, is how would you describe your personal brand in three words? Colorful, authentic, and bold. Absolutely, I agree with all those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second question is, is if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Ooh, you are more than capable. I think when I, if I can expand on that, yeah. Um, yeah, when I was younger, I was so different to what I am now and I am still living what I consider to be my absolute wildest dreams and the young Chanel that was bullied and went through so many issues with self-esteem just still would not be able to believe that I am who I am today. And so I wish I could just go back and be like, you are capable. I love that. What is one book or podcast that you're enjoying right now? Oh, uh, one book or podcast. Um, so one book that I read recently was um, Give and Take. And that was really great because it talked about the importance of being a giver and how giving actually can make you successful or more successful from the people that just think that you have to take, take, take all the time. Uh, so that was really great for me. <laughs> so I'd highly recommend it. Fantastic. Um, outside of your accomplishments or titles, what is something that you wish everyone knew about you that they may not already know? Oh, um, that I am still terrified about 99% of the time. <laughs> mm. I think that I... 
yes, I share both the good and the not so good. Um, but I still feel fear with a lot of things that I do. And when I have people that message me and see how much they admire me and I'm so bold and I'm like, yeah, but I'm also really scared. <laughs> um, but I think it's just about being able to use that fear in a way that inspires you um, and in a way that just encourages you to keep going. Because uh, really everything that I'm doing is not natural for me in any way. Um, and so, yeah, I am scared all the time, but I push past it to make a greater impact. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what is something that you struggle with that people might think comes easy to you? Oh, um, that's a very good question. I would say, um, so I would actually say what has to do with the speaking. So although, yes, I do quite a bit of speaking now and I do feel comfortable with it, I still get very nervous. <laughs> and I haven't, I guess, maybe shared a lot of that, um, although I intend to over the next little while. But, you know, I've had a lot of people say like, oh, you're encouraging me to become a speaker and you're doing all these things and it's so great. Um, but I still I still struggle um, with, I guess, the, the overall the nerves, but also the the confidence aspect, because sometimes when I get certain opportunities to speak, I don't know why. But the first instinct is, oh, why me? Even though, like, why not me, right? And so that's still something that I'm learning to navigate is just learning to accept the opportunities that I receive because I work hard and so I do deserve them, but I still very much struggle with accepting that I do deserve opportunities. Okay. All right, second last question, and it's complete the sentence. The legacy I want to leave is? The legacy I want to leave is leading with authenticity. Very powerful. And the last question is, what is bringing you joy right now? What is bringing me joy? I am getting so much joy out of giving opportunities to women for professional development. I never would have imagined that starting the Confidence Through Conference initiative would bring me so much happiness, so much fulfillment. And every day that I work on that, every day that I receive a message from someone um, that is able to you know, receive a complimentary ticket or a discounted ticket that they can apply to a conference or an event, that lights me up in ways that I just cannot put words to. Amazing. And we're at the end of our conversation. Chanel, this was so fantastic. Thank you so much. And I just, I love, it's been so amazing just to watch your journey over the last couple of years. And I, I agree with everything that you mentioned in terms of your brand being bold, authentic, and colorful. You live that <laughs> in everything that you do. And uh, I just can't wait to continue to see the impact that you're making in this world. So thank you for you. being unfiltered. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Your truth with us. Thank you. That is Chanel McFarlane. She is colorful, authentic, and bold. And you can find her online helping women to live remarkably at Do Well, Dress Well and doing good 
through her Confidence Through Conferences initiative. Chanel's story and her desire to create opportunities for others reminds me of a quote and guiding principle from Dr. Brene Brown, which is as follows. Authenticity is not something we have or don't have. It is a practice, a conscious choice of how we wanna live. It is the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, and the choice to let our true selves be seen. Now, after listening to today's episode, reflect and ask yourself, how would you like your true self to be seen? Are you doing that now? Whether you're pursuing your passion full time or like Chanel, who recently announced that she was returning back to the corporate world, it's important for you to move forward with life and to do so with authenticity. I hope Chanel's story and her wisdom encourages you to recognize and really dive into what are the things that you value? What are the things that you wish existed in this world? And how are you using your life to impact others? Now, we're at the point of this episode and one of my favorite parts of the episode where we talk about the introspective reflection questions. Yes, it's time for you to get unfiltered because the goal of this podcast is not just to share amazing and inspiring stories, although it is one of the things I love about it. It's also to inspire and help you, for you to connect with your own story and to unravel your own perceptions and beliefs. So grab a notebook and journal down the following questions that were inspired by my conversation with Chanel. Now, question number one is, what are three words that you would use to describe your personal brand? Question two, what do you wish existed in this world? And what steps can you take to transform your desire into reality? And our last question is, where do you feel called to make a change in your life? And what is holding you back? And most importantly, what can you do to take action? You've been listening to Filtered Perceptions, a podcast that unravels our complicated perceptions about success and achievement by sharing unfiltered stories of growth and grace, hosted by me, Siobhan John. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love if you took a moment to share it with a friend. Better yet, tag us on Instagram at Filtered Perceptions. Let us know what was your favorite part of the episode. Send us a a tweet to Siobhan John, that's me, and let me know what you think about the podcast so far. It's been such a joy to record these episodes and I can't wait to come back in 2019 even stronger. Our episodes will be launching every Wednesday, actually bi-weekly on Wednesdays, so stay tuned. We'll be sharing a lot more reflection questions to help you unravel your own perceptions of success and get unfiltered and real. Until next time, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the next episode.